Benchwarmers with Aaron and Neville. We want to hear from you. Call us on 024-92288 or text on 087-2544-745 and join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm Nev. Hi, I'm Aaron. You're welcome to Benchwarmers on COE 104FM. RT's Darren Maloney has joined us tonight. The English Premiership is back in the soccer and so is the Heineken Cup in the rugby. Also we'll be looking at the quarterfinals in the NFL. Uh, Ronnie is back in business in snooker, uh, so don't go anywhere. It's the bench warmers from seven.
Right, that was uh, George Harrison, got my mind set on you. We're actually having problems getting through to Darmaloney there, but not to fear, we'll uh, battle on here myself and Aaron. <laughs> but um, next now, we said we might as well cover it, we'll cover the Robbie's action of the weekend. Um, Aaron, you know, some interesting, what big result I want to go off to beaten track uh, is Edinburgh. Uh, Scotland looked like they're going to have a high in cup side in the quarter final this year, and uh, you know Edinburgh. Edinburgh, they won. Um, they won. Who did they beat? No, they beat Racing Metro. They beat Racing Metro 24-27. Um, but they're, you know, it's Michael Bradley's done a good job. Uh, Cardiff Blues are second behind Edinburgh, and you know they're they're going the right direction now. Yeah, uh, Cardiff Blues are seventeen. Uh, Edinburgh twenty uh, and seventeen as well. Um, just on try scored, but uh, uh, Edinburgh were down for a few years, very badly down in the last few years. Yeah. And but uh, um, well, all my, my abiding memory memory of Edinburgh last year was Leinster, they always beat Leinster, but um, they've put together a good young Scottish side, and I think it does bode well for Scotland in the Six Nations, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, certainly. Like you know, uh, it's actually funny a lot of these uh, foreign coaches come in. Um, the head coach of Scotland now, what's his name? The former English coach, uh, uh, Andy Robinson. Yeah, he's done a great job with Scotland. They were unlucky in the World Cup not to beat England, actually. Yeah. But I know Michael Bradley's come in, they've done a good job. But Phil made a good point to me there up in the, up in the old clubhouse today yeah. that, um, you know, uh, the Borders, remember the third Scottish team? Yeah, it's probably good in a way that they dropped out. At the time, it didn't look good for Scottish rugby, but, you know, this Glasgow and Edinburgh are a lot more competitive now because these players that aren't going to borders are going to there, you know? It did take them a long time to recover, though. If you think they, they dropped out in the 90s, nearly, wasn't it? Yeah. It was early, probably early 2000s, even. But it did take them about 10 years to recover after that. Oh, it did, And yeah. it has, Scotland's rugby has got really gone back a lot since the heady, the heady days of the 90s, you know? So, um, yeah, it's good to see them go up. And, and Edinburgh, or, um, um, Glasgow today, put, a, put it up to Leinster. Really put yeah, it up to Leinster. I, they were very unlucky. I heard they should have beaten them, actually. 16 you know? to 23, Leinster. So, yeah. Leinster got a, a kind of a good try from... 16 all at half time, I think, was it? it? Would, yeah, yeah, it was a yeah it was 16 all at half time. But it was a bad try, second half, um, for, if, from Glasgow point of view. But great try from Leinster. Ball goes up, Kearney, 50-50. Two kind of uh, Glasgow players kind of get in the way of each other. Yeah. Kearney comes up with the ball, scores a try, strolls in. Free, oh, nice. no one touches them. Bad try from Glasgow, but they were really in the game and they really put it up to Leinster for the whole game, 80 minutes. And you wouldn't see that before. You'd see them, you know, 60 minutes. They'd put it in their scotch. They're tough and they don't keep battling away. They were all, they were there constantly there today you now against Leinster. Like so, yeah. They, I think Scotland could be surprise package now this year. And I think Six it Nations. could, yeah. You know, I think they got to England and France at home, so they always exactly. do well against them in Murrayfield. And we don't travel well to Murrayfield, no. Ireland. Don't. Well, we're, I don't think we're playing them because they got the same thing we do. Um, we we know when we have England and France at home, we yeah. have Scotland, Wales, and oh, Italy. Crap. Sorry, away. I was getting stuck in yeah, my head. Scotland have the exact same thing as us. Yeah, but um, just looking there, also the other big one Friday night. I was really looking forward to this. I watched a good bit of it. Ulster forty one, Leicester Tiger seven. Leicester really uh, fell apart. Leicester, Leicester. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, um, yeah. Ulster, Ruin Painter, what a signing! Yeah. Signed a new two year contract as well. A lot of people are saying um, the scrum Marshall. Marshall, you know, Paul Marshall, cracking player as well. You know, he's twenty. He's twenty six now. Yeah, he should get a run with Ireland. You know, I think he's from very oh, unlucky. Oh, that's tough though. I if you think should. about it, you I, I, boss played scored try today for Leinster by the way. Yeah, boss Redden, uh, Murray O'Leary. You know, Stringer even. I'd rate him behind uh, Murray at the moment. I'd, okay. I think he's great. Like even he's such a snipey little player. See the way he took that quick tap to get Ulster the bonus point. You know, yeah, yeah. He's so such a smart scrum half. But the point I want to make. Um, I think it's all 
This means nothing, this win Friday night, if they can't back it up down in the Soul of France next week against Clermont. Exactly. And I think um, Sky Sports getting a bit carried away. I was watching Sky Sports, you know, um, Green and all that. I think a bit carried away. It is not easy to go to Clermont. Clermont, very good team. Hammered uh, Treviso by 82, 82 points. Yeah. You know, and they have Sivy Vato in the wing. They have some great Malzio. They have some great players. 82 nil. I said to be erroneous. Yeah, yeah. Or erroneous. Sorry, I said Treviso. Yeah, no, 82 yeah. nil. Um, 12 tries. Yeah. It's a smashing victory, like if you look yeah. at it that way. Away in Italy too. But Ulster's away form is Atrocious. brutal to say yeah. the least. You know, I like you'd back Munster do it, you'd back Leinster. But even at that you'd only probably back him to get a losing bonus point because as you say, Clement are a very good side. But if you look at the table, like Ulster have nineteen points, Claremont have sixteen. So if Claremont win that'll bring up to twenty and that'll probably get them through. But Ulster will still be in best losers if they do lose. Ulster know? probably only need to lose in bonus fight. But it'd be exactly. great if they got the win because then they might get the home quarter final. And that means Munster will have the home quarter final. Leinster will have the home So all three of them. Imagine having three Irish teams in the semi finals in the Hyland Cup, you yeah. know, and it could happen. I one one t- argument I'd like to make to you before I move on. Yeah. Do you think the rubbish should go to Wales Champions League, uh, have a home and away leg in the quarter finals no. and semi finals? Not enough weeks in the year. I think they should, Aaron, because. Um, I, you could see what a pool the Heineken Cup has now, how much money it's generating, you know. But I think they should nearly do it. Cause I, th- I think the pool is just because they're one-off high-profile games. Yeah. I think if you're going you know, back and forth, you lose the illustra of going to Lansdowne Road or Crow Park yeah. for that one big game. But it's, still, it's, not on, it's still not fair, though, um, that after qualifying for the Heineken Cup quarterfinals, you have to go and play in Torman Park in the quarterfinals. Cause but if, if you... But that's the incentive then to kind of play well in a group. And if you play well in a group, then you go top of the group. And uh, the more you play well, the more points you accumulate. And it's higher up in that kind of mini league, you know, of the best, the best, the winners, you know, you yeah. are. And then you deserve your home quarter final. Yeah. You know, like Munster. Munster's group was a group of depth before the start of the year, start of the year. Now they look, they look very, they very really good. Take, even though actually we went to Munster now. Yeah. Uh, next week's going to be a cracking game. Northampton did not forget what happened in Tobin Park. MK Don Stadium, twenty two thousand sold out. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I think I think Munster could lose this. I, Northampton are quality side. I cannot believe. I actually predicted them to nearly win it this year. I cannot believe where they are in the pool at the moment. I think they're a bit headless though. They are a bit headless. Um, depends who they pick out half. If they pick Lamb out half, Munster are going to win. If they pick Moyler out half. They could well, very well pay monster to it. A word on Dudek Ryan, he's really uh, fulfilling his promise now, oh, isn't he? Oh, br- played brilliantly tonight. Yeah. Um, a couple of good, very good carries. I uh, feel sorry for Noel Ronan, though. Kind of, he, he had to go off injured. And you felt that, like, uh, Dudek Ryan could be our starting number four now. He'd be second himself, Paul Collin, guaranteed second one. Yeah, so, uh, sure. He's turning into a really good top class player. And yeah. if you look, at even just on more and the Irish thing, Ferris was amazing the other night as well. Yeah. So yeah. we're looking really good. Yeah. Piero Manny, do you think he's any chance of getting in? I there? think he should be. Yeah, I think before before. Could start them though, could you? Just, um, just so many quality back rows in there, like, you know. That's um, actually right. a lot of people were saying it. That's actually the GA background, you know, because you know having footballers, you know, yeah. the ba- back row are actually fitness f- guys, fitness footballers. You yeah. know, that's where that's why we have so many back rows if, in the country. But um, yeah, I suppose yeah, because you have to have Sean O'Ryan and you you're gonna have to have Ferris, but you can't really drop Heathslip, can you? Because he's great. He's playing well at the moment. I think it'd be hard to, but. You know, there's I, I put him on the bench. I put him on the bench. There's better players than him. I'd put O'Brien, Ferris, and uh, who's number seven? Do you say? Um, I'd probably put O'Manny. Seven, yeah. I think you. Yeah, he's actually very good in the ground. But um, just a few other um, results there of interest. Um, Harlequins, they're still in the running. Twenty fourteen, they beat Gloucester. Uh, 
you know, Toulouse, well, they actually, be fair, I actually thought Connacht were going to get hockeyed. 24-3, that isn't a humiliating result. No. They did okay, you know. It is, it is it's not bad, like, for Connacht. As you say, Clement, 82-0 against Ironi, you yeah. know, that could have been very well Connacht. And it's their 14 loss in a row, and they are in a bad form, so it's not that bad. But yeah. um, we'll, we'll speak volumes of uh, Toulouse that they got four tries Yeah. in that, like, you know. Yeah. Scored four tries, converted them game over you know yeah and Northampton actually beat Scarlets today so there's no fear of Scarlets uh, creeping up a monster they, they were terrible 29-17 uh, they just took him out up front and Scarlets did nothing after that they yeah. had no answer to it they have John Davis at the back and they have one or two good quick players like um, um, uh, Welsh wing big fella oh is that the World I Cup know, made yeah. his name George North George North yeah. yeah him and John Davis two Welsh internationals are brilliant for them but they have nothing on front and yeah. once they're annihilated up front it's like a bit like Leinster before they, they get no uh, footing then to take, get into the game yeah. and then they're lost so then the power of English team just took them out of it OK and um, alright that's Tiny and Cup wrapped up um, don't think there's any other re- results really um, Saracens beat Beerits 2016 um, Montpellier still trucking along yeah I see they won 24-22 against Bath yeah. um, looking at other results there London Irish uh, out out Cardiff Blues beat them um, 22-15 be a Ritz in trouble yeah Osprey still have a chance to win it that's in pool 5 Saracens on top with 18 uh, Osprey is on 13 and be a Ritz on 13 as well so be a Ritz have to win next week so at the moment it's looking like Munster Edinburgh um, well Cardiff and Edinburgh level actually that's going to be a pick of the game next week actually because I think Edinburgh and Cardiff are playing each other next weekend um, what do I have it here right uh, two seconds I can check Cardiff and Edinburgh well, at the moment, anyway... No, it's Cardiff Cardiff Racing and uh, Edinburgh London Irish. All right. That's on... Um, in London Irish. That's next Sunday, yeah, in London. Uh, no, in Edinburgh. All right. That's like quarter past three uh, next Sunday. Well, at the moment, it's shaping up, I'd say. But I, I, I can I just go back yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. Beatrice and Ospreys, that's going to be a playoff game to see who can get into the... Possibly, if they get some... Try, if one team gets a, a try bonus point, they could get in, sneak into number number eight spot, All maybe. Right. Or it'll be Almond and Challenge Cup then. So shaping up at the moment, it's between Ulster Clement, it's between Saracens probably go through, um, and then it's Leinster will most definitely go through. Ulster probably Clermont. Uh, yeah, uh, Edinburgh, Cardiff, it's between the two of them. Yeah. Please God, Edinburgh, because it'd be... It's actually good amazing how, how good the Welsh, sides were in the world, uh, Welsh team were in the World Cup, and then the Welsh sides just haven't done it. I kind of saw this with them with Scarlets as well, because I, I really saw that game. Um, Scarlets, precinct, amazing. Yeah. Uh, in the World Cup lost his way a little bit Stephen Jones comes on atrocious Stephen Jones was terrible yesterday yeah. but Preston's kind of lost his way too he's not playing as, as well as he was a bit of a hangover I'd say from the World Cup and that will not be a good one into the, into the Six Nations coming up now in a week's time two yeah. weeks time alright and um, uh, well, and Munster will most definitely go through as well so Hopefully. that's the way it's shaping up just uh, going on to local matters now yeah. um, how would you get on today Nev? Uh, we won 29-15 great win actually who are you playing oh, Newport, Newport from FC, Limerick yeah. but we badly needed that because we can look up now rather than over our shoulder because we got the bonus point win today and um, there were some good performances um, the pr- pack played very well at Boston but uh, <laughs> no, but <laughs> you we got to push over you got to push over try, so that was great to see uh, the second team but you were involved with Aaron you got a yeah. uh, 44 nil against Kinsale yeah. I must say though I was impressed with you Aaron um, you know like <laughs> no I'll be honest about it look GA is your game rugby yeah. my game but I play GA if I could but I'm too <laughs> not the you, fastest you played the before you played I did I did okay. I actually have a minor medal at f- county football so I have that at home somewhere something that I don't yeah. have now well <laughs> left hand bench for it but uh, <laughs> uh, 
and the All Ladies won forty two nil against Dungarvan. Nineteen's lost. It was yeah, a tough game for them. Who did it? You know, I can't remember. I can't remember. Well, it wasn't Dungarvan. Yeah. I can't remember but the team they were playing were top of the league so alright so. and just uh, Dolphin 26 Young Munster 20 Young David O'Kellan scored his try from the halfway line the mm. ball just popped up to him and he just clear on David's actually lightning fast he's very quick for, for, for a fellow that's about 6 foot 3 he's an athlete don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 6'6 six, six, uh, uh, he's huge right? Is he t- he's taller than you isn't he he's 6'3 so he's taller than me definitely actually. Um, uh, 22 UCC 18 not a good loss for us, but uh, well, I went involved now. But if I give anyone advice, don't reduce status in the middle of the season. <laughs> but, uh, not happy there, but um, no, but like I'd say, we're three quarters of the way down out to relegation. We really yeah. need a big game uh, against UCD. It's, ki- it's kind of um, two weeks. Students, w- the students have gone down. I was going to say yeah. that um, a lot of students and the people are not saying with the, the clubs. The students are not saying in the club. The student teams. And those who are not who are not staying too are emigrating too. Yeah. A lot of the fellas are moving to Dublin and stuff to get jobs. Uh, Clan. A lot of Dublin teams oh, yeah. are doing well at the moment. Clan Turf. That's sure. Can we see Nemo in the football have about ten teams? You know, yeah. compared to some club teams. Lansdowne Road were very bad a couple of years ago. Now they're kind of up the league now. Yeah. Again, you know. But um, no, because that was an eight pointer between Buff and UCC. Was it? Um, yeah. Brian Quill scored a try as well. Actually, actually was funny. He said in the Irish Rugby website, Brian O'Callaghan, but we'll let him <laughs> that one. Anyway, we'll be back after this.
Right, um, Aaron, that was your pick there. That was the Foo Fighters, wasn't it? Or no. sorry, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> was Take it? me out. Take me out, sorry. Yeah, not, not, not up with down, my lingo. Not, not down with hips or anything. Not down with it, no. <laughs> but uh, we're still having troubles to get through to there. But no fear, we will get through from now. But uh, just before we go to the break, we said we just there's not much GA action on, but we said we'd have a look at a few things. Um, i just said, call out a few interesting results here to you, Aaron. Uh, yeah. Though Burnt Cup, uh, Mead 11 points, Loud 5 points, you know, just... Great rivalry there the, over the last two years. Um, you know, me they got the upper hand of this one. Um, but these games are really—they're kind of dead rubber to start the season. I don't see any point in them whatsoever. Yeah. Sorry, no, they're not sitting the fence or anything. No, yeah, but like, why not? Like, do they? Like, I, I preseason. Why do you need a preseason game? Uh, well, every other sport has Munster play in August. Uh, don't Chelsea and Man City play in July, August? They're know? amateur though too. Do you know that kind of way? <clears throat> I know, but. It's it's not just that it's for injuries, you know. You have to be kind of battle hardened to come the league, you know. But then the league too is also seen as a kind of a pre-tournament, pre-championship tournament too. So yeah. I don't get what it's almost two pre-tournaments kind of, you know, kind of way. Okay, but any, I know I, I, any know. Re- I know any reaction to the meet lower score anyway. Um, um, you'd expect me to beat loud. Eleven points to five, you know. No, they'll be looking to win. Today. Atrocious conditions. It's good. Eleven points will win you any game this time of year. Me to be looking to win the uh, Leinster this year, or, or Loud be looking to go far into Leinster, you know. So I mean, it's very competitive. Like football, it's actually the most competitive cha- uh, provincial championship going. Yeah. But um, the McGrath Cup. This is all the Munster teams. Cork two fourteen clear seven points. The big one about this was Colm O'Neill. His first game in ten months. Yeah. And he returns to Cork. Good to see him back. Great, great player. Great talent. Great talent. Great talent. Um, exactly. Great, delighted to see him back. Um, a couple more to come back here on Sheen now as well as well. Yeah. So um, hopefully things are looking good for Cork. Hopefully no. Um, there's still a lot of talent there. There's another All Ireland or two in that team. There could be, but there you can't. You can't. You it's can't. You so can't presume anything. Yeah, yeah, you can't presume anything with the way it is now. Like you know, Mead could be Mayo be Cork last year. Me could be in this year. Kerry could be Cork. I always know. find that's difficult. I meant to ask Seamus and Declan Prendergast when we came on. Yeah. Go on. I was just gonna say. Kildare for the last few years have been coming and coming and coming no, and yeah. I think whoever plays them this year in the semi-final do you know like this is um, what's his name the Armagh defender uh, uh, Nade McGinney oh no Kier McGinney Kier McGinney sorry he, uh, this is 50 aren't you you know yeah. he's been here and a long time he's taken him a step every year yeah, every year and we've beaten him twice in the quarterfinals and I think uh, they got the semi-finals this year and whoever plays them this year will that be a really tough game just that they bit have short. the bit between their teeth now and they're, they're always having a bit, bit short but but I always thought you know it's difficult being an amateur player because you're going into you say when me or be Cork you're going to work the Cork players and the fellas who work with you oh you should have it handy at the weekend yeah yeah you know like professional players they don't listen they don't even listen to the media but they can't you know? they don't have to squint to a job and hear, exactly. the, hear the crap that you have to yeah you have to listen to the office talk when you're an yeah. amateur but um, Limerick 10 points UCC 119 bad loss for Limerick in football because they had a good championship last year what you know? I will say about these results though for the colleges is colleges are Two, this is two, this is yeah two weeks before this is two or three weeks before the college championships the yeah, yeah so this is their serious time they've done all their hard training yeah it's not pre-season for them this no. is pre, this pre, is pre championship yeah. this is their league like uh, CIT two sixteen IT three two five CIT our own, well my ex college your college you know some talent out in CIT though isn't there there you is know? there's a lot of good, very good footballers um, you could even name the fellas that are injured. Um, as I said Kieran Sheen Aidan Walsh uh, Cork midfielder yeah. um, some great players Daniel Gooling I think, I think he's gone this year um, but yeah they have some great players and some great future Cork players too not yeah. just Cork ones oh, yeah. there will be a couple of future ones there I'm going to drive it in there um, Leitrim 1-8 Roscommon 1-5 good win for Leitrim um, yes, you'll be expecting Roscommon to beat Leitrim because Roscommon have come on leaps and bounds in the last few years they still only have one player though 
Donny Shine yeah, they're full forward harsh though. one team just doesn't just win a game from you know they have other well I couldn't name them now but <laughs> they, like, they couldn't just win two Connacht championships in a row uh, with just one player you know to be fair yeah that's true but I still think that um, come, they won't be anywhere near they won't be anywhere near Leinster or Munster team to come right. championship and Galway 1-5 London 8 points I just want to make a point about this a few years ago Galway would have wiped the floor with London but um, you know it just shows the Immigration abroad now. Um, the London the teams and New York teams are getting a lot more stronger. The players are going over there now. We need county players to county standard players. So it's not just kind of sure, the, London, the want away. London, like, didn't they play right up until the end of July in the championship? You know, that's yeah. the sign of the times, if I ever saw it there. I think they could, New York, well, maybe not New York, because there's a good distance travelling and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But London could definitely rattle the championship this year, I think. Definitely. Um, Sligo IT6, Sligo 1-9, alright, just local rivalry there, but yeah. uh, uh, just, uh, I just want to put one question before we leave it now. Uh, the winter ban, is it a bit stupid when January is one of the busiest times of the season for any inter-county player? You know? Exactly, like, uh, another thing, like, they're not allowed, oh, sorry, my phone, okay. um, they're not allowed to train up till now, and um, and then they're expected to play matches in this Oberon Cup, and these O'Callaghan Cups, and all these crappy Cups. I don't get the point of it, any it's, of it. It's actually the former Irish defence coach or fitness coach was on the, on the radio during the week and he was saying yeah. it's actually dangerous for a GA player not to have a good December coming into these because January is actually very busy for a GA player schedule. You know? Yeah, coming to 1st February then to the league and it's right through then if you're a top class player like like the Dublin, Cork, uh, Kerry, yeah. Kildare you're playing right through till maybe August, September like. Okay. At least August, like. All right, we'll be back with hopefully Darren Maloney after this. Broadcasting to Yalltown and the surrounding rural area on 104 FM, you're in tune with Community Radio Yall. Heaven is my woman's love. Come dancing with Avery in the Walter Alley Hotel on Sunday, the 22nd of January. Doors open at 3 pm. Admission is 8 euro. She gives me all the love she can. Parks Entertainment Centre brings you spectacular birthday offers for winter 2011. Book a party for a Friday and the birthday child goes free. And on a Saturday and Sunday, one guest is free with 12 or more guests, two free with 20 or more guests, and three free with 25 or more guests. Book a deluxe party with the Adventure Play Centre and Kitty Rides and we will give you an extra half an hour's playtime absolutely free. With complimentary tea or coffee for mum and dad, all guests will be entered into a draw to win a free party. For more information, telephone 024 92438 or see Funfair.com. Walsh's Pharmacy, 102 North Main Street, Yall. Your one-stop shop for all your health and beauty needs. Stocking a wide range of skincare, including Declior, Trilogy, Fichy, La Roche-Posay, Neep and L'Oreal. Stockists of Royal FM, Max Factor, Rimmel and L'Oreal makeup ranges. Exclusive stockists of MBT footwear. Don't forget to join our customer loyalty club for extra value all year round. Cutaway service now available. Open Monday to Saturday, 9am to 6pm. Walsh's Pharmacy, a professional and personal service for you and your family. Sponsoring Rose's Flashback, Saturdays from 2 to 3. Glavin's expert in top line, Ireland's hottest electrical retailer, is having a super sale. Prices are melting away with up to 55% off hair products. From Philips shavers to Babylis hair cutters and Remington hair dryers. Buy one and get one free on Christmas decorations. Kettles, toasters, blenders, bakeware, bins, all reduced. Energy saving outside lights down by 40%. 13.5 tog duvets from 10.99. Get two pillows for just 7.99. Be smart with Samsung TVs and save at Flavin's Expert Yall. 
Broadcasting to Yalltown and the surrounding rural area on 104 FM, you're in tune with Community Radio Yall. on 024-92288 or text 087-2544-745 and join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome back and we're joined on the line now by Dar Maloney of RT Sport. Hello Dar. Hi, how are you? Hi there, um, Aaron here and uh, Nev's Crossroad. Say hello Nev. Hi Dar, how's it going? Lads, how are you? Good. I just wanted to start off tonight. Um, thank you, thanks for coming on anyway Dar. No, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I want to start off anyway about um, um, the European Championships. Sure. Is, is Roy Keane going to join you? Uh, I don't know. I've, all I kind of know about this thing is what I've been reading in the papers. To be honest with you, yeah. I would say it's, uh, it's kind of unlikely. Um, I think he has his arrangement with, with uh, ITV at the moment, which yeah. is, it seems to be going pretty well. And um, like, I think, listen, our guys are, are quite happy with, with the, the lineup that we have and sort of the principal lineup with with Bill and uh, Eamon and John and Liam, yeah. and where would where would Roy Keane fit into that? I don't know. Like, exactly. I suppose, look, in many ways, I've been surprised that he's doing the punditry uh, in the first place. Because if you remember back a couple of years ago, he said he'd rather sit in the dentist chair than <laughs> uh, appear on a TV panel. So look, good luck to him. And if he does end up on RTE, great. I, I think it'd be a fantastic move to have him there with the boys. But I, I think at the minute we're kind of chock a block and we're sort of happy enough uh, with with the lads that we have because they're doing a brilliant job. Can I just say you have, you have a great lineup. Like I, I was just kind of just looking there at some of the people you have, like on, uh, on the Premiership last night or the Premier Soccer Saturday. Mm. Either, uh, tra- uh, Trevor Stephen, he's won yeah. uh, two um, pre- or league titles like uh, with Everton and stuff, and you've yeah. really helped there t- another two league titles, a couple of FA Cups. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like well, you know, look at uh, Trevor played with Marseille and he played uh, with Rangers up in Glasgow, of course, and then was part of that fantastic Everton team and yeah. played. 36 times for England, played Euro 88, played in Italia 90. Yeah. I don't think he was involved at Euro 92 um, with no. uh, Graham Taylor's uh, team that time. But, you know, listen, he has fantastic pedigree. And sure, look, you know, <laughs> you think of great moments for Irish soccer and Ray Helton's involved in two of them, you know. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, look, that, that's... that's uh, they're very much part of, of our plans looking into the future, you know? Yeah, I know Nev's itching to ask you a question. Uh, there, it was actually, it's actually perfect timing having you on because RT are celebrating 50 years of TV and sport yeah. and RT. In, uh, in sporting terms, the last 15 years of sport and RT, good, bad, indifferent, your coverage, what should you make of it? I well, look, I'd be biased, wouldn't I? I think it's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is, uh, look, it's changed a lot. There's been a lot of competition, uh, which is great for, for absolutely everybody. The more competition that's out there, uh, the better, and like Sky have sort of changed the the game for absolutely for absolutely everybody with yeah, the way they money. they cover sport and the technology that they use. And look, RTE does not have the money to to compete with the sort of stuff that that Sky and the BBC technically are able to um, put out there. But you know, we've gone a different direction. The standard of the commentary, you know, you look at George Hamilton, and then you look mm. at the boys in the studio, and um, they bring a completely different dimension to it. And I think it brings it to a different level uh, in in terms of what we offer to the, the viewing public um, you know than, than what Sky and ITV and the Beeb are offering they, they have you yeah. know they do things in a, in a brilliant way I'd like to think that, that our guys are able to lift it to a different level you know and what about the next 50 years like do you have any tricks up oh, the sleeve <laughs> <laughs> what about the next 50 minutes I hate looking into the future yeah. and, you know God knows where we'll all be I don't, I don't think it's too clever to look too far ahead who knows I suppose this is the you know, when you look at stuff like iPhones and Wi-Fi and HDTV and all that stuff, it yeah. just is, it, it, the technology is changing so rapidly. And 
I suppose, you know, you know RTE has just got to keep changing with the times and keep offering people, you know, stuff that is different, that's um, unique, that's honest. And, you know, that that's uh, like I suppose one of the things that we always try and do in, in every sport that we cover, you know, is is treat the, the viewer in an, in an intelligent manner. They know what they're, yeah. they're seeing. They, you know, they're they're. Uh, the Irish soccer public, Irish sporting public are hugely educated in their own sport, whether it's rugby, GEA, soccer, anything, uh, boxing. So, you know, I suppose our analysts just add to that and, you know, there the, the wouldn't be... We just try and bring bring people a different dimension to it and, and to help and aid their, their viewing pleasure, I suppose, is the phrase I'm looking well, for, you know? Well, I must say, like, that's actually one thing that I, I always watch in the Premiership Saturday night, that if a game's brutal, you'll say it's brutal, you know. Not like the BBC. Sky mightn't say that because they'd be afraid in case uh, viewers would turn off, but, but you know, uh, yeah. you call it honest. Can I just say that, like, it, uh, Sky are kind of, they, a lot of them are friends. You see Jamie Renap, he's, fr- he's first cousin's Frank Lampard, and yeah. kind of things like yeah. that, like, RT are totally removed, and I think that kind of makes it better, too, kind of. Yeah, well, look, at the same time, you can't blame people in Sky for doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. If they if they absolutely hammer Alex Ferguson or Harry Redknapp or you know, Arsene Wenger, and he turns around and won't do the interview with them the next week, and then they have a problem, because, yeah. you know, this is the mainstay of, of what Sky TV is in the UK, and, and without the FA Premier League, they're in a spot of bother, so, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily blame them for doing that, but at the same time, the one thing that I would think that we try and do every Saturday night is, you know, uh, call it like it is, and as you say, if it's rubbish, we'll say it's rubbish, because again, people can see that, and, you know, it is one of the, the yeah. constant sort of teams that come up, you know, uh, like there's only so many things you can or so many times you can hype something up or you know look, people know what they're watching yeah. and I think if you actually say do you know what that was a fantastic game yeah. um, when it was absolute tripe you know you don't mm-hmm. you don't kind of earn yourself any favours yeah, in the yeah, yeah. public so look you know I, I, I think I suppose they have started to do that a little bit more um, but at the same time I can understand why they would do it in the first place you know what I mean I don't think it happens so much now in fairness uh, in, in recent times but you know look if something is bad people know it's bad if you say it's good when it's not yeah. uh, you're in trouble Darren yeah. just um, just uh, like just as ourselves you're two young presenters but one day did you ever think uh, how did go back to yourself how did it all start out with yourself did you ever think that one day oh, I'm going <laughs> to be presented the premiership or I'm going to be doing the boxing or commentating on the Irish matches did you ever yeah. like where did it all start out from day one Okay, well, how long are you guys on the air? <laughs> you're not, you're not that on, long, is it? Are you on till around midnight? <laughs> no, look, a, a lot of it, um, an awful lot of it, and I think, listen, anybody listening, you guys know yourself, it's right place, right time, and there's an awful lot of luck, and at times you can be you can be unlucky. I never thought I'd be doing any of this stuff. And look, I suppose at the same time, in, in certain respects, uh, it's like every other job. You have good days and you have bad days. The only problem when we have a bad day, uh, most people see it and they're able to tell you about it the next morning or, God, you made a mess of that or, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. But no, look, I, I, an awful lot of it is right place, right time. But, you know, I, I, I think one of the, the big things with, um, with the game that I'm in and you guys are in, um, you know, when you're trying to sort of get your that horrible phrase get your foot up on the ladder yeah. um, just don't take no for an answer you know I, I, like I, I, I kind of battered away at doors with, with tapes and things like that for yeah. years and years and, and you know just sort of drifted into it in, in, in a you know I started out kind of very slowly did, did hospital radio you guys are like it's community radio same thing I did yeah. that in, in, in um, the north of Dublin North Dublin community radio so you know I, I think yeah. just keep plugging away and if you want something um, you know, you will try and make sure that you get it. But I, I think I, a lot of it is just keeping going, 
keeping the head down, doing your bits and pieces. Like every day you're doing something, you learn. When you're doing your program today, there'll be certain things that, that you will look and you'll say, <laughs> right, well, that worked well. And you'll look at other things and say, well, that didn't work well. So when you're doing it the next time, you'll, you'll take out the bits that were, weren't so good and keep working on the bits yeah. that were good. You know what I mean? So you're learning all the time. I think I heard Gay Byrne only recently say that about his... Uh, broadcasting career that every day he's doing something you're learning you know you must love it though Dara must you I think you have to yeah but look you know I I suppose it's it's the old cliche about getting paid to watch football matches or getting paid to to talk about sport like this is my hobby I'm sure the same it's your hobby too you know and it's not an effort to to go to a football match um, you know a rugby match soccer GA hurling football whatever it is it's not an effort for me to go to those things but to actually be there and sit in the the, the best seat in the house. Everybody who does what we do says that, um, but it is true. And you're sitting yeah. there and you're going, do you know yeah. what? This isn't bad to be here and, and doing this stuff. And, you know, so have you uh, long given up the radio there? Are you still doing me? Have you given up the radio long or are you still doing a bit of radio? Oh, I'm still doing a bit of radio. I, I was doing a program on Radio 1 called Sport at 7, and yeah. it kind of. Uh, George Hamilton yeah. got sick, as you know, in, in August of last year, and I ended up kind of uh, doing a bit of rugby which was a novel thing to do and I really enjoyed it um, and some of the soccer and that, and that sort of thing so uh, the, the radio will restart now in the next couple of weeks but uh, we haven't quite it hasn't been decided exactly where so I, radio is my first love it's what I started yeah. out doing and I absolutely love it because it, it's just such a it, it's such a um, you know a kind of a, a straightforward medium doesn't do it justice but you know unlike TV where you need 20 cameras and 100 people to go and cover yeah. a match you can just like you know the three of us could go off and, and do a match in Turner's Cross or wherever tomorrow um, and all we'd need is a telephone you know what I mean a yeah. bit of paper and we could actually cover the game so um, you know whether or not people were listening is up to them but it's that, more accessible it's just much more immediate and much more accessible you know what I mean so yeah. the, the television there's, there's so many more bits that complicate it but um, radio is just so immediate and you know listen you only need two people to, to do radio one guy to talk and the other person to listen you know um, as as a presenter, I'm going to ask you a question you probably shouldn't answer. But uh, what what team do you follow? Uh, I don't actually. No, I don't. No, I don't is, is that a physical I, answer? Yeah, well, no. Ma- many years ago, <laughs> many years ago, I used to follow a particular team. I'm not going to say which. But what I do now, um, I, I suppose lots of commercialism and all that sort of thing uh, sort of turned me off. But I just follow all the Irish players. So you know, yeah. <laughs> Aston Villa, Wolves, Everton, yes, with Dan what, Gibson what? and Coleman and Duffy, and you know what I mean. What about Stephen Ireland? I, I hadn't he been brilliant? Like we were yeah. talking about him last night, and yeah. you know, I've always thought, even going back to when he first, uh, you know, sort of came onto the scene. You think of like it was me player of the season for Man City, like two years in a row. I remember being at Old Trafford the day of the, the Munich anniversary match, which was to be this big celebration, and you know, yeah. in remembrance of the victims and that that awful tragedy in Munich in 1968 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I think Man City won the match 1-0 if not 2-0 and it was at Old Trafford and you know it was it just I suppose the occasion got to the Manchester United players it was such a huge moment in the history of the Hello? 50 years on and stuff. but Ireland was the best player on the park and he like I'm sure he's kind of certain things have happened that made him uh, lose his way for want of a better phrase but yeah. you know against Chelsea a couple of weeks ago he was absolutely outstanding I think he was the best player on the pitch down at Stamford Bridge mm. and he was great yesterday made, I think made Darren Bent's goal and you know there's an issue there for Tony for the summer certainly to look at this guy I, I know people maybe he's too attacking or something to get into the team but I think he's a fabulous footballer and if, if everything is well with him uh, I'd bring him yeah there's a number of issues. You talk about James, you can have James McLean as well, and you could have Darren Gibson maybe now that he's gone to Everton too. 
Well, look at Wes Hoolahan as well. Oh, right, yeah, Norwich. You know, and, and like he's, these, you look, we're very, you know, you go back maybe to when Trapattoni took over and, and people were talking about the standards and the quality of the players in our squad. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, one of the constant sort of threads that came out, oh, but look, we don't have that many players playing in the Premier League. Well, my God, we have a lot of them now. And, and, um, and Anthony Stokes and Scotland is banging in the goals for fun all the time. Yeah. And I know he's a real outsider to get into that squad, but you can't argue with the fact that the fellas scoring goals for a big team. Mm. And I, I, we have to kind of have, I have to mention uh, Glenn Whelan, who's stalwart for uh, Stoke this year. Every game I say nearly played, I think. Absolutely amazing. Like, when you look at yeah. the guy, I remember, I think it wasn't at Sheffield Wednesday he played for, you know, people sort of, uh, if you look at him playing for Stoke, uh, you know, it's not a true reflection. When you watch him playing for Ireland, it's not a true reflection yeah. of just how good a player he is. Yeah. Because Tony Tulis wants him to be more attack-minded. And I think his contract now is worth something like six million over the next how many years, and there's another one-year option on the end of it, you know. So yeah. he's a really talented footballer, very intelligent guy. He, he does a particular role for Trapattoni. He only wants him to do a certain thing, but he is capable of an awful lot more. Mm. Um, Daryl, before we leave you go, because we've yeah. other sport matters to cover, sure. and you're busy yourself, I'm sure. But um, just uh, I know, I know, hard question to ask, but uh, which would, would be your favourite sport to comment or present in RT? Because I see you're you big into the boxing, and you're yeah. you know you're on the Premiership every Saturday, and you know you do a bit of rugby here and there. But what, what would yeah. be your favourite sport? Uh, well, listen, I love that. I know that here's the here's the heart, you know the, the answer. Where I'm just kicking this to touch, but I'm not going to kick it to touch, buddy. Um, I, I love them all, like any of those things, like rugby. I don't get to do an awful lot of. I started out years and years ago on radio on a station called Century, um, which was the, the predecessor of Radio Ireland, which became Today FM. It went into business in 1991. Yeah. Rugby was the first thing I did for them, so I absolutely love rugby. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll try and get to as many rugby matches as I can, and I'll you know hoover them up when they're on the TV when I'm allowed at home to to, to watch them. And um, yeah. so I do absolutely adore the rugby, but. I, I don't get to do that much of it, and that's fair enough because, like I am, as you say, doing the soccer and the GA. The boxing doesn't happen that much, although we've the national finals coming up. Um, I think it's on the fifth of February uh, in the national stadium, and it's going to be a huge year for Irish boxing with the Olympics. So I love that, and it was a nice kind of distraction um, to just follow. For example, Bernard Dunn, and we did Matthew Macklin, and uh, I absolutely love doing that. I suppose. Look, the, the, the soccer. Um, there's a bit of fantasy about the soccer, really, you know, particularly yeah. the Premier League, when you look at all the, or talking about all the money that they earn and 200 grand a week and all that sort of thing. GAA was what I played to a reasonable level, um, and to commentate on those, like, I, I was really fortunate, blessed to do um, the All-Ireland Final on the football final on radio this year. Um, yeah. Me and Holland and retired last year, and I was um, absolutely thrilled and very lucky to get the call to do that match. So I suppose that that is, that really sort of strikes a chord with you? me because I played it to a decent level um, with Vincent up in Dublin, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, I played a lot of soccer, but I was better at the GAA. But, you know, I'm lucky that my the work that I do spreads over the year. That the, I, have the, I have the soccer in the, the autumn and the winter and the spring, and, you know, come springtime, we, we're going to we'll start looking at national football and hurling league now again, and that'll mm. take us all the way through to September. So, you know, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it'll keep me busy. Thanks for it. Thanks very much, Sarah. Just finally, just, you mentioned boxing. Sorry, Neville's yeah. tapping his wristwatch here. Um, Pacquiao or Mayweather? Oh, God. Just quickly. <laughs> I, I'm, dri- I'm driving through the port tunnel in Dublin. I can't hear you. Um, oh, God, I don't know. That is toss of a coin stuff. I yeah. can't wait to see it, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, great one. Like, this, is, we, we, this fight has been spoken about for a long, long time. I think 
if you force me to pick one, I would have to say Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, I agree. All right. Darm- it would be a great fight. Darren Maloney of Varty, thanks for that for joining us. Thanks very much, Art. Lads, pleasure. Take care of yourself. Right on. Bye. Uh. You find yourself on a goal down, but I haven't actually done that much wrong, have you? No, no, and then second half, we batted away, didn't we? Just couldn't get one to drop for us, couldn't get a break. But um, no, I thought we played some good stuff, and we, the lads worked there. Couldn't have worked any harder than what they did, you know? Were you a bit baffled by the award of a corner that led to Wolves' goal? Yeah, it didn't look like a, like a corner to me, but, you know, you knew when he gave that, the players didn't feel it was a corner, and you knew that they were going to score, you just had that feeling. When you got your equaliser, though, I think probably everyone yeah. in the ground felt that you were going to go on and score again. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought we'll, we'll win it now. Although they were always dangerous. They'd, you know, they've got a couple of good forwards. They're dangerous on the break. They worked hard. They've come here today. Mixed, you know, they give everything for the manager today. And they were always going to be difficult. It's always going to be a difficult game, just as West Brom was difficult, Sunderland was difficult. You know, Everton was all difficult games. There's no easy games in this division. You've, you, you know, you're, you're not going to win every week. It's been proved. You're going to have a few hiccups along the way. But um, when you don't, when you don't get the winners, you've got to make sure you don't get beat. In the end, it's it's a point. We want you free, but it wasn't to be. Win, lose, or draw, you're not going to get carried away at all, are you? No, not at all. No, I said that's if we can make the top four this year, it'd be a fantastic achievement for us. You know. That would be a, that would be great Champions League football game at Tottenham. Only the second time we've done that, so that's the aim. That's what we've got to try to do: make sure we get that Champions League, a Champions League spot again. And anything above that will be a bonus. And in the meantime, bring on Manchester City. All right, uh, that was Harry Redknapp there, and also thanks a lot to Darren Maloney. Um, it was very good of him, you know. He, a gentleman. Yeah, he started out at local as well, so he knows where we're coming from. But. Uh, we have to move it on now. Um, Tottenham to Drew yesterday, uh, one all against um, against Wolves. Yeah. This is actually a vital result for Wolves, uh, Aaron. Of course, you say that as 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 a Wolves fan. Well, I am a Wolves fan. Yeah, uh, Madras got to one for Tottenham, but um, they were very unlucky as well. Um, uh, I think this is a huge because like huge ta- ta- Tottenham were talked about as potential champions, and this was the first match that they were talked about as potential champions. And they failed to deliver. They were flat as eggs, or flat as pancakes. Sorry, flat as eggs. I don't know where that was. Yeah. But um, they, they were totally flat and didn't look like a Spurs team at all. But it was average. Modric was very poor. Yeah. Um, Wolves fought to the bitter end and they did deserve a point. And I think and Tottenham could have got a penalty, but uh, Spur, or, um, Wolves have got a couple of bad decisions against them already this year. I think it evened itself out. Oh, it does. It always evens out at the end of the season. I, I'm delighted for McCarthy. We got to move it on. Uh, Liverpool nil, Stoke nil. Uh, dead rubber of a game. Um, not really much to comment here. They just they can beat yeah. the big teams and then they just slip to Stoke. Well, I think Stoke are a big. I know you got a lot of time for Stoke. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I think um, Andy Carroll on the bench, big thing out of this game. Yeah. Um, Leach doesn't start him. Uh, he comes on, blocks two shots from his own players. Um, yeah, he's he's. I don't think Andy Carroll's going to make it. And and that point, Liverpool's treading water as always. Um, not going anywhere okay, really. Chelsea won Sunderland nil. Sunderland very unlucky not to get some. Should have got game. some. They're very very unlucky. And uh, I think Fierce Boas said it afterwards that they they they, they were Chelsea Torres were lucky enough. Torres a strike. If he got stuck oh. that that would have been. He's very unlucky. He you know, played very he's, well yeah, in that game because he's he's actually he's starting to come true now. You know, it's, yeah. it's good to see. But uh, he was very. That was a cracking shot. If that went in, you know, it would have been going to go there. Yeah. Uh, even the way he slipped away from his defender and then he just went to. But he, his general play is very good as well, like, and I think he will come good eventually. And I think he could be a thirty goal. Big goal. bonus that the African nations ran because Drogba's gone away for yes, a bit, exactly. and Torres has a chance. I said a couple of weeks ago they need to sell, they need to sell some some big players like Lampard and like Drogba to get 
the likes of Torres in and Mata and get that new style of play in. So Village Sports has big decisions yeah. to make in the next few months. Man United three, Bolton nil. Um, Walk in the park. Yeah, score, big big news. Scores got a goal. Bolton on a fast track to relegation looks like it. Yeah, and um, Carrick got another goal. Played fantastic. Man in the match yesterday. Uh, you know, a lot of people, especially United fans, hate him. They say he passed sideways the whole time, but he wasn't passing sideways yesterday. All right, uh, Aston Villa won. Uh, Everton won. Um, um, cracking game too. Yeah, I tell you, I I was hoping to have a clip on this. What a difference a goalie makes. Shea Given and uh, Howard, Tim Howard, were unreal in this mm-hmm. game. And even looking at the Bolton game, I know they got beaten, but um, the ta- Bolton keeper was unreal as well. You know, yeah. it's so vital. And even Tottenham, uh, Brad uh, Friedland goes, it's so vital to have such a good goalie. If you look at all the keepers in the league, I'm just going to through this quickly. Yeah. You've um, Man City, good keeper, Hart. United, a bit dodgy, and that has cost them a couple of games. Tottenham, good goalkeeper, Brad Friedland. Chelsea, you know, and all this. Um, Arsenal, good goalkeeper now, I think. Newcastle, great keeper. Liverpool, great keeper. So a great keeper is required. The teams that don't have great keepers, you look at West Brom, he's not great. Yeah. Um, Blackburn, Rob Robinson was injured, and now he's back, and that kind of makes a big difference to them too. Um, uh, Paddy Kenny was injured for a good bit of the season, that kind of cost QPR, and they went on a bad run then. So, um, Bolton, Bogdan now, Yaskalainen uh, um, was in there mo- for most of the year, so okay. I don't know what you can say about that. Okay. But uh, Wigan Al Habsi is one of the most underrated keepers, even though Wigan are bottom of the table. Right, I'm going to call out a few results now, uh, just moving on. Newcastle won, QPR nil. Uh, f- Mark Hughes' first game back. Uh, yeah, QPR doing well, uh, need a striker. Watch his space. Uh, Blackburn 3, Fulham 1. Um, uh, Yak sent Blackburn off. Blackburn massive, drop drops on drops on no. Yeah. Steve Keane be a rele- relieved man, even though I think he's a brutal manager. But <laughs> I think he's that bad, but he drops it, drops on. Yeah, so they can look up no small bit. Uh, West Brom won, Norwich two. The big one of this is Shane Long. He's a great player. You know he scored again for West Brom. I know West, the last. West uh, West Hulen as well. Yeah, he's yeah. with him. Former uh, Cork City player. Yeah, um, and Swansea three, Arsenal two. All right, that wraps up the Premiership and uh, the game I'm looking forward to next week. Just wanted to make a quick. Uh, Darren was on about it here. Aston Villa versus Wolves. A lot of Irish players on the show. Yeah. Trapatoni will surely make the trip over. I don't know, he's dodged like that. <laughs> well, he was in Stamford Bridge yesterday, wasn't he? I think. Um, well, he was somewhere I saw him anyway. But, anyways, look, we'll be back with the American football after this. Okay, 
Um, what was the name of that song, Aaron? Uh, Jacqueline um, Franz Ferdinand again. Okay, um, good tune. Pity we didn't have much more time to listen to it, but um, just a couple of games away now from the Super Bowl this weekend. Games effectively the quarterfinals. The Denver Broncos and the, the New England uh, Patriots, Patriots the was Pats. probably the big game of the weekend because two of the quarterbacks. Uh, pre weekend, I think it was a big game. Uh, is Ron on the line? Is yeah, Ron we, we're joined now by, um, Ron by Ron O'Neill. And I just want to, before we get into the games, yeah. I just want. Ron, um, what did you think of uh, Tim Tebow and against Tom Brady? Did it live up to all that was expected? Um, two contrasting. Speak about their personalities first. Uh, Tim Tebow, born again Christian, you know? Ned, to be honest, they're both the opposite fellas. Tim Tebow, uh, strong Christianity background, uh, strong belief in God. Uh, his family were evangelists. Uh, he's, and uh, everyone calls him the miracle child. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange. Uh, the, his mother was in the, involved in the missions in the Philippines. And uh, she actually she uh, became very ill rec- and uh, was recommended to have abortion, refused to. So everyone looked up to all Christianity and. Uh, in America, a woman, I think he's a miracle baby. He's, yeah. Uh, it's an act of God. So he it's comes up with these miracle plays. Yeah. And then Tom Brady, he's like the complete opposite, isn't he? Playboy. <laughs> yeah. He's a playboy, yeah. That's the reason I went to America, and even though uh, it's a Larry, an American kid wants to be him when they grow up. Like. Yeah. yeah. Even though, no, because I was listening to um, Matt Cooper there, and he was saying that, uh, uh, what's the Katy Perry? Her, seeing as she's broken up now with Russell Brandt, uh, her parents want her to hook up with Tom Brady. So, and he, didn't he dump his long-term girlfriend for this top-notch supermodel? Yeah, she got. She actually, he got her pregnant. I think it was. Yeah. Got, uh, Can we talk about football? <laughs> Can we talk about football? Sorry, <laughs> I, I want to interrupt this uh, Tim Tebow, no, but like, Tom Brady love fest. It's interesting because like, 43% of Americans believe it's divine intervention. Uh, what? Yeah, so... That, that, that's America. You know, you really don't know America till you've been there. You know, they really are a peculiar, peculiar bunch of fellas. But, um, we should start off with that Denver game. So. Yeah, Ron, what you make with... Um, did it live up to the Patriots 45, Broncos 10? Jeez, Patriots dominated. Uh, Tim Tebow didn't step up to the play at all. I don't yeah. think he could live with their defence. Yeah, yeah. he had 26 uh, possessions and nine yeah. uh, passes completed. It's terrible, like, really, for that standard. Yeah, just what they're saying, all the pundits said it, to be honest, at the start, he, 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 wasn't, uh, he was a terrible quarterback, to be yeah. honest. 136 yards, that's, that's terrible when you think of it as like, the playoffs. And like. look, yeah, and you look at Tom Brady, then, who uh, dominated, dominated the whole game. Yeah. He had uh, 45-10 and uh, threw three touchdown passes to Rob Gronowski, wide receiver. Yeah, I don't have actually stats for Brady yet. But to be fair, uh, Tebow must be he must be that bad if he got him this far. I know now they were trained saying he can't throw, and it's very unusual for a quarterback not being able to throw. But they can't be that he can't be that bad, Ron. He can't be that bad. But he's very consistent. Like he come up with a bit. In fairness, he does come up with the big plays. But he seems that he you know he comes under pressure. But like, compared to Brady, he seems to control the game. Mm. A lot more. It runs a lot smoother. It's control of his players. Like, and his players. I think the thing is, yeah. I think the thing is, Tom Brady is 34, Tim Tebow is 24. I think that tells you a lot because Brady's been there, he's done it. Yeah. Um, Tebow first ever kind of playoff, so no, that's it. All right. Uh, moving on from the Tebow and the Tom Brady story, uh, there was other games on as well. The Saints 39, uh, the 49ers 36. New Orleans Saints. Lock lo- yeah. lo- closer game, Ron. Uh, Ronan, what do you think of this? Uh, closer game. Uh, yeah, with Tyler. 
you. Uh, I haven't seen it myself because I was watching the Baltimore game. I saw uh, it. 49ers were uh, a favourite tonight going into the game. Yeah. So that was expected. It was closer than expected, I think. What you, game. Did you look at that, Aaron, uh, did you? Um, 49 Niners are my team, so I could be a bit biased. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a Saints are fancy um, going into it. Uh, great game, back and forth, touchdown, 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 each way. Uh, I think it was four touchdowns to three, I think, in the end or something like that. Yeah. But um, a great back and forth game. Probably one of the best games, I think, they were seeing um, in the NFL this year. Yeah. So it would have been the standout like, the game to like, promote the NFL. This would have been it. Yeah. So a uh, really cracking game. All right, and takes... Texans, uh, Texans and versus the Ravens were playing at 6 o'clock. We were preparing for the show, but do you catch any of this run or do you have a latest score for us? Well, it was last time I checked, it was about 15 minutes ago. Just going to the second half, it was 17 13 to the Baltimore Ravens. Good so, game, uh, is it? Good game, tight. And uh, the winners of this now will face Patriots uh, in, uh, next Sunday for the AFC title. All right. It'll be interesting, that'll be a good battle. And then later on, then there's New York Giants and Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Tonight. Don't worry, I'll be, uh, I'll be up for my dominoes and I will sit down and watch that, okay? <laughs> that, that, that's going to be the, um, can I just say the, the Giants versus Green Bay, Green Bay unbeaten until recently, um, uh, Giants with a ter- terrific history, that's going to be the other big game of the weekend yeah. and I think that'll be another game. If you're going to watch something, if you have time tonight, if you're not working tomorrow, go watch that tonight. Okay, and there was another game as well we just covered, the Steelers versus the Broncos, uh, 23-29. See this run? Yeah. What you make oh, of it? Oh no, sorry, I didn't see it, no man. Alright, sorry. <laughs> all right. But uh, any, any, when will these be playing now? The well, the semi-finals, I presume. When will they be taking place now? They're championship games. They're play- yeah. So. Yeah. When? No. When are they on? Uh, I think they're not, not next week. I think they're two weeks time. Um, I think it's two weeks now. Um, so it'll be the week next week. We'll be behind the cup, and then it'll be after that again. I think they have that, and then. They have another week off. Um, I think there could be the All Stars game, the Pro yeah. Bowl. I think it's before then, and then you the Super Bowl coming to the end of February then. Uh, yeah, or course, start start of February in January. Of course, the Super Bowl. Um, Ryan, who do you fancy to win it outright? Well, personally, I love the Ravens won it because I have a bit of money in them. But uh, I say uh, between the Packers and the Patriots. All right. All right. All right. So, Ron O'Neill, that wraps that up anyway. Um, thanks for taking the time out to join us. All right. Take care, man. We'll see you around. Good, good luck. luck. Bye, bye, bye. All right. All right. There's, there are some interesting, uh, well, for those of you that are into the American football, to keep out, watch this space, as we say. But next up, our winners and losers uh, section. Aaron kicks off there. Uh, winners this week from me. Uh, Messi, um, another Ballon d'Or, three in a row for him. First player since uh, Platini to get it. Yeah. Um, Gibson uh, got away from Man United. Doing his career world of good, 24 years old now. He could be five years now with this club at Everton, and he could be top player. Uh, Mark Hughes also back in the management. QPR looks very positive. Um, uh, Finished with losers then for me. Uh, Tim Tebow destroyed last night. Um, Arsenal and Spurs both losers this week. North London uh, are losers. Arsenal lost today. Spurs looked terrible yesterday. And finally Ronaldo, uh, but was is being booed by the uh, uh, Real Madrid crowd. And he's not happy at all, so watch that space. If you're going to watch any spaces, watch that space. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot of spaces what? being watched tonight. <laughs> what are you, what's your winner's name? Um, actually, we were very bad for covering it, but y'all uh, United lost to CIT during the week, 3-2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Leon Gearing. Leon Gearing and Anthony Kelly got the goals there. Um, also, I'd probably say uh, Newport today were a pack of losers. <laughs> uh, no, we Personal. beat them, like, but... 
towards the end of the game, there was there was allegations of eye gouging just started throwing steps. You know what? That's, yeah. that's not called you, for. You don't want that. It's sportsmanship. No. It's sport at the end of the day, and everyone, you know. Yeah. You shake hands at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, that's about it, really. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm lost, really. Uh, oh, the FA. Um, we didn't cover it last week. The um, FA are losers because United are playing Liverpool in two weeks' time in the um, FA Cup, and no one wants to see United play. Play uh, Liverpool, especially after the FA, so they're bigger. They're the biggest loser. I actually thought one loser was uh, Harry Redknapp. I know the Drew, but um, he all week he was. They were saying, "Oh, they're really challenging for the title. They're yeah. really going for it." Exactly. And he comes out and says, "We'd we'll be happy with Champions League, but that's no. he's given in already." There, you yeah. know. They don't have a squad. They don't have a team. End story. <laughs> okay, you cut that one up fairly <laughs> late, Aaron. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks to our guest uh, Darren Maloney and thanks to Ron O'Neill dropping us in the American football uh, side of things. But um, next week now, hopefully we get Dennis Welch on. Because uh, coming up to the league, uh, hopefully he'll join us. And um, just watch our Facebook page and our Twitter page during the week. Um, Trust I'm, up. Yeah, throw a few things. I'm Nave. I'm Aaron. And we were the bench warmers well here. God bless. <laughs>